y'all believe with me and we'll pray and jump into it. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you for the anointing. I thank you for giving me utterance. Father, I thank you for a spirit of wisdom and revealed knowledge of who you really are and all about your word tonight. Let it go off on the inside of us so we understand more about Jehovah and who I am really is. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're on Jehovah part two. We're still sticking with our jumping off scripture, though, from El Shaddai. Exodus 6 and verse 1. It says this, Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I'll do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he shall let them go, and with a strong hand he shall drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. Now I want you to notice that that's in all caps. You see that? L-O-R-D, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. And you remember from last week? That anytime you see that in all caps, that's the word Jehovah. So what he really said right here, let's translate it, and he said this, God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the I am. That's really what he just said to him. I am the Lord, that sounds kind of funny. Yeah, we know you're the Lord. But what he said to him really is, I am the I am. And I appeared unto Abraham and unto Isaac and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty or El Shaddai. But by my name, Jehovah, or I am, I was not known unto them. So it takes on a little different meaning now. Kind of feel like if I'm Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that I got slighted a little bit. What do you mean you was just El Shaddai to me, but I didn't know you as I am? You holding out on me, God? But what we saw here is that God took all that time to reveal Himself as El Shaddai, the Father, who's your mother, the all-breasty one that gives you more than enough. Right? That's the way He revealed Himself first. Because if we can't have that understanding of Him that He's good and He always wants to take care of you over the top, then you can't really understand I am. Jehovah. So if we can't even get that God's good and He wants me to be rich, that He takes care of my physical needs, then what we're about to talk about with I am, it really won't mean nothing to you. Alright? Okay, so let's see what Jehovah means. It, uh, in, the, in the Hebrew, go to the next one for me, Mandy. It, it means uh, I am. Or the self-existent. The self-existent. Now, all life comes out of Him. He, he's independent of any... All life on this planet, how I many you know it had to come from somewhere? Even the evolutionists know it didn't just start out of nothing. Bless their hearts. No, it all started with God, and if there is any life, He's the one that brought life. I mean, and I said this last week, He's like on a timeline, like here's zero, and, and God's infinity plus infinity in the future. We can understand that. There's no end to God. But the hard one we have is, on the negative side, negative infinity, minus infinity, into the eons of past. We have a hard time comprehending that, because He had no beginning, it says. Now, I kind of blow your mind, because we can understand no end, because we, we all had a beginning, we don't really understand no beginning. Kind of think of a circle. Instead of thinking God linear, kind of think of a circle. There's no beginning and no end to a circle. Okay? Now we saw this, that all life originates in Him. In Him. I want you to remember that phrase. Just put it on the back burner. In Him. All life originates in Him. Let's go to John 1. John 1 and first 1. It said, in the beginning was the Word. Now, everybody know that's Jesus? Before He was Jesus? Now, he was never Jesus, and He wasn't the Christ, the Anointed One, until He was born. But I mean, this is telling us that He was there since the beginning, 
So that pre-incarnate Jesus, we could call it, before birth Jesus, they call Him the Word right here. But He's always been around. He said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. Now, I'm not going to re-preach last week's message, right? Y'all go listen to it, but we talked about God being the Father of lights or the Father of all human spirits. And we saw that the Spirit of man is the candle or the light of the Lord. Okay, you can go back and listen to that one from last week. What we're seeing here is that Jesus was with God. He's part of that. Remember, Elohim's a triune God. So Jesus is in on that. So, but I want you to focus in on this, that Jesus, all life is in Him. That Jesus was in the beginning with God. He's part of I Am. Well, Andrew, I don't know. It doesn't say that right there. Okay, go to John 8. Now, if y'all believe the Bible and you believe Jesus, that he's not lying, and I'll show you right here that Jesus says that he was Jehovah. Okay? We saw this scripture last week on the fly. I got it on the slide tonight. Take me a week to catch up with the Holy Spirit sometime. Amen. John eight fifty one. This is Jesus talking to the scribes and the Pharisees. Covenant people. He said, Verily, verily, truly I say unto you, if a man keeps my saying, he shall never see death. Now, these were lawyers, you know, top of the game, intellectuals, professors. They're like, this guy didn't even go to college. We got him now, big dummy. If you keep my saying, you'll never see death. And then they said unto him in verse 52, Now we know that you have a devil. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, that probably ain't too smart telling Jesus I got a devil. They have no clue who he is. Abraham's dead. The prophets, they're dead. And you say, if a man keeps my saying, he shall never taste death. Do you see what they're saying? What? Oh, what, so Abraham didn't obey you? Are you greater than Abraham? That's what the next question is. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He's dead, and the prophets are dead. Who do you make yourself out to be? He said, who do you think you are? Who are you trying to say that you are? And Jesus answered. Now, I said this last week, and you could do it. You could put your name in here, because it could go... You could say the same thing because you, you could have the same conversation. And you probably will after you get a hold of what, I'm try, what I started to teach last week. After you get a hold of that, the religious people haven't changed any. And they'll say the same thing to you. Who do you think you are if they haven't already said it to you? i got relatives that say that to me. You know you don't have to be sick. Who do you think you are? You know you don't have to live in poverty. Who do you think you are? Although they'll say it to you. She said, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. And that's true, right? If Andrew honored himself, it'd be nothing. If I went around honoring myself, it'd be zip. Y'all know people that honor themselves, don't you? Everybody's like, oh, shut up already. Here comes the self-promoter. That's why that politician thing didn't work out too good for me. It's hard for me to promote myself. Say how great I am. He said, but it's my Father that promotes me. How many know you're in a real good spot if it's the Heavenly Father that's promoting you? Don't you worry about promoting yourself? What it looks like to everybody else, and who do you think you are? Hey, it ain't me. As Jesus, they said, who do you think? Who are you making yourself out to be? He said, I ain't honoring myself. I let God do that. Because when God honors me, guess what? Big time honor. He said, of whom you say that He is your God. Yeah, the, my Father, you say He's your God. You, yet you don't know Him, but I know Him. I mean, you go and tell the religious leaders of today. 
You don't know God. No, I know God, but you don't know God. I mean, they get kind of upset. What if I showed up at some of these mega churches and told a pastor, you don't know God, but I know God. That wouldn't go over too big, would it? Well, who are you? Who are you making yourself out to be? Young whippersnapper. Mm-hmm. He said, but if I say I know him not, if I told you that I didn't know him, he said, I'd be a liar just like you. He said, but I know him and I keep his saying. Say Rama. Yeah, so if you know him, you keep his rhema. That's spirit to spirit, spoken communication. When God tells you to do something, you do it. Jesus said, whenever he tells me to do something, I do it. Why? What, what's the only reason that you wouldn't, you wouldn't be obedient or you wouldn't keep rhema? You wouldn't do what God told you to do? Because you're afraid that what he said isn't... What it really boils down to is you don't believe him. You don't believe that he has your best interest. See, because if you knew him, let's go all the way back to the beginning of character of God. He said, those who know their God will do exploits. If you know him, it ain't a problem when he tells you jump off the cliff, there ain't nothing down there. But I'll catch you, because you know God, he ain't going to kill you. You know he's all about life and having it more abundantly. The only reason you don't do what he said is because you don't really know him. You don't know his character, because if you did, you'd go ahead and do it. Because what it is, is you're afraid that he really won't keep his word, that he's looking out for you. You're, really, you're afraid. I, you know, God, I know you said all that, but the only reason I'm not going to do what you said is because I'm afraid that it ain't going to work out the way you said it, which means you don't know his character. Because if you knew his character, you know it works out every time. He's on time. It don't matter. He made time. Right? Okay. They said, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Oh, and he saw it. And he was glad. Then the Jews said unto him, You are not yet fifty years old. How have you seen Abraham? Now, did he say he saw Abraham? No, he said, Abraham saw me. Did you see that? He said, No, Abraham saw me. And they said, Well, how did you even say? See how quick they got it twisted? No wonder they can't do rhema. They can't even they twist the word coming right out of Jesus' mouth in half a heartbeat. Be careful. See, we do that with the Word all the time. We'll get into that later tonight, I'm sure. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it now and just skipping over it. But I know i got to press on right now. Because he said this, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, truly I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. He just said he was Jehovah. Now, remember last week I told you, I was with Senator Lieberman for a long time, and I used to go to synagogue with him. He's an Orthodox Jew. They don't even say that the Jewish name is Yahweh. They don't say it. It's too holy for them to say. They say Hashem, which means the name. The name. We just call them the name. Because they don't say the name. They just reference the name. Cause it's, and then Jesus, who's a Jew, you know, they don't even say that name. Not alone do they not... This guy, not only did he say it, he said, it's me! <laughs> Nuclear war about to happen now. Because look at it. And they took up stones to cast at him. They're going to stone him to death. Uh, but Jesus, he turned on his invisible force field shield with the angels, and he hid himself, and he went out of the temple, went right through the middle of them, and passed on by. Showing that he was, obviously, the I Am, because they couldn't find him. Okay, so now, all life was in him. Now, I just showed you that Jesus is, he says, he's the I Am. If you believe Jesus and you believe the Bible, then you've got to believe that Jesus is part of Jehovah. Did you follow that? 
Now what? Because I'm laying this foundation. So all life's in Jesus. Jesus said, I am. All right, before we go on to that, let's go to the next one, man. Remember that. We'll get back to it. You've got to remember this before we get on to that because in the Bible there's three kinds of life. Remember that from last week? Three kinds of life, three Greek words for the word life. Every time you see life, it's either one of these three words. It's bios, which is your natural life. It's where we get the word biology, study of natural life. That's your flesh, that's your heart beating, that's eating, drinking, sleeping, pooping, you know, all that stuff. That's what you're alive. Yeah. Now, in, that, in biology, I think that if, that's part of the life cycle. If you're not pooping, you ain't alive. I believe it's in the Bible. I paraphrased it, but yeah. I didn't want to get over your head with excrement and such. Then the next one is psyche, right? Suke is the Greek word, but it's your soul. It's your mind and your emotions. It's your, that's where we get the word psychology from. That's the word that's also used as life. Now, I said this last week, your soul is immortal. That means it doesn't die. However, don't get immortal mixed up with eternal, which is the next one, which is zoe. Zoe is the word life. That means it's the life of God. It's the same life that God has. That's what zoe is when you see that word. That's the Greek word. It is eternal, which means it's perpetually, it's instantly and constantly renewed. It's constantly being new. Every second, it's brand new, brand new, brand new, brand new. That's what eternal means, brand new. Immortal means not dying, not dying, not dying. Immortal doesn't mean it's getting new. It's not being renewed. You follow me? It's just, it is. Zoe, life of God, that's where your spirit is. It's brand new, brand new, brand new. The only one that can renew your soul is you. Your spirit is renewed instantly from the same life that God has. See, so, so that's why the Bible tells you to renew your mind. Because you're the only one that can do it. You make your mind new. It is what it is. And it, usually it will degenerate over time. Remember, you remember that saying, garbage in, garbage out? Whatever you feed on the most in your, your, your intellect, that's what's going to come out. Most people, they're not renewing their mind. It's actually degenerating. That's why you hear this, well, you know, I'm getting old. That's the first thing that goes when you get older is your mind. Not mine. Because I renew it every day. Who's got control over that? You do. It's your mind. So if you're saying to your mind, oh, you're going because we're old, guess what? It's going. So we saw, those, we saw those scriptures, the difference last week. I'm not going to go back into them again because we've got to press on. But the difference between bios, your natural life, but I want you to remember this, and suke, which is your intellectual life, your soul, your mind and emotions, and then zoe, the life of God, that's your spirit. Three-part being. We are a spirit. Once you get born again, you get the life of God on the inside of you. He says you're a new creature, new species of being. Why? Because when Adam, you know, oh, I keep going over the same thing, but I guess people have questions about it. When Adam was created, he was a three-part being just like Elohim, God. He was body, soul, and spirit. He committed high treason, right? He ate of the fruit of the tree. He, he died spiritually. His zoe, the thing that kept him alive, gone. All he had left was bios and suke, body and soul. That's the state of all human beings unless they accept Jesus. When you accept Jesus, your spirit comes alive and you get zoe. Now you have the life of God on the inside of you. You're back to being that three-part being the way God originally created you. It doesn't happen when you get to heaven. It happens as soon as you accept Jesus, Zoe, life of God, instantly and constantly being renewed. Okay, you all follow that? Okay, so go to Acts 17. 
in verse 28. He's talking about God. We saw this last week. Paul was talking to the Greek philosophers. And here he sums up his whole little thing by saying this in verse 28. For in Him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, we are also His offspring. Now, we don't really have a problem with that. We all say, yeah, I'm a child of God. How many know even religious people say that? If you're His offspring, would that not make you part of the God family? See, Drew, Jack, and Michaela are my offspring, and they're in the Whitman family. Do we have a problem with that? Okay. We're fixing to, though, in a minute. Go to Ephesians 1. In verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now remember, remember in John 1.1, in Him, in Christ, was life, and the life was the light of man. That word life is zoe. It's the light of God, life of God. In Christ is the life of God. All your spiritual blessings, every, actually that word spiritual means supernatural. Supernatural blessings. That's ones you didn't work for, you didn't get naturally. They're all yours, but how? What's the, what's the caveat? They're all yours, what? In Christ. If you're in Christ, you get them. If you're not in Christ, you don't get them. According, in verse 4, watch this, as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Before He created the planet. He even laid the foundation before one nail. He said, you are already in Him. Now, I talked about this last week a little bit. If you are in Him before the foundation of the world, then you could say that same thing that Jesus said, right? Before Abraham was, I am. See, your beginning was not when you were born. Because you were in Him before the very first blade of grass was even thought about being planted here. Eons and eons and eons ago, you were already in Him. So you think you have a beginning, but you don't. Think about that for a little bit. I'm just reading the Bible, aren't I? He said, you were chosen in Him before the foundation of the world was even laid. Now, if you've been around, you look pretty good for 10 billion years old, Jeff. 
Just the beginning, exactly. Now, if you were around and you were in Him and you were around before all this stuff, it ain't that big of a jump that you would have authority over this stuff, would you? You've been around longer than this. Think about that the next time some little circumstance in life comes up and pops you. Listen, whippersnapper. Then he said this, that you're holy and without blame before Him. Now I'm slowing it down because this is a lot to take in. Because before Abraham was, well, we go, before Adam was, I am. People like, oh, Andrew, that's just stupid. All right, well, let's... <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Let's take a journey. All right, let's back this up. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. No, 1 Corinthians. Y'all know that you won't have a problem. We all talked about this before. Nobody has a problem that we're called the body of Christ, right? Nobody got a problem with that. Even religious folks say that. We're the body of Christ. So let's start out with that. 1 Corinthians twelve twenty seven says this. Now, you are the body of Christ... And members in particular. Y'all see that? It's not on the screen. I think I'm off now. Man. We might get back to it. I don't know. Y'all see that? That you're the body of Christ. Nobody has a problem with that. Cheryl, come here. She's so pretty. This is Cheryl's head, right? And this is her body below her neck, right? All the way down to her feet. All these members in particular... It's all Cheryl, isn't it? So, you're the body of Christ. He's the head, which I'll show you that in the Scripture here in just a minute. So everything from the neck down is us on Christ. Y'all follow that? Okay, you sit down. So you are just as much Christ as Jesus is because Jesus is the head. You're the body. Without you... Is Jesus Christ any longer? He's a headless whatever. Did you follow me? The anointed one, the one who has the Spirit without measure, is Christ, which is not just Jesus who's the head, but it's all of us from neck down. Jesus can do absolutely nothing if He's, he if he's decapitated. Do you understand? Without us, there is no more Christ. There's no more anointed one. It's over. Now we say, well, yeah, I understand that now. But the Scripture I just read to you was that you were in Him before the foundation of the world. So, it really wasn't that difficult for Jesus at the beginning because the Lamb was slain from the foundation of the world to say, yeah, I'll go die, not a problem. Because how could He love you if you hadn't even been... No, He loved you because you're already in Him. It's like loving Himself. The Father loves you the same as He loves Jesus because you're all part of the body of Christ. You're, we're a single entity. When God looks at you, He says, there's Christ. When God looks at Jesus, there's Christ. You're just from the neck down part of Christ. That's why we're talking about being fitly joined together. You ain't nothing if you're just a finger out there by yourself. What happened? Well, that was the finger of Jesus Christ that got cut off. 
Now we start. Remember when Jesus said, if your right hand offends you, go ahead and cut it off? He ain't talking about you taking a hacksaw to your physical hand. He's talking about keeping the cancer out of the body of Christ. Because someone will come, someone will come and that's what we're the position we're in right now in the church. That people have come in and there's a cancer and it's taken over the whole body. And there's, we're fighting for our life, for our zoe. Because most of the body of Christ, they don't live in zoe. They live in bios and suke. They live a natural life. They do it how the world does it. They believe how the world believes. They act how the world acts. Oh, no, not me. Sure you do. If you have a mortgage or you have a car payment or if you have a bank account and you get up and you go to school in the morning or you go to work in the morning, you eat three meals a day, you watch TV, you're doing how the world does it, okay? Well, is all those things wrong? No, I'm just telling you that we don't live on the higher level of Zoe. We live, that's our life. You ever been called the grind or I'm in the rut? I mean, there ain't no rut if everything is being constantly renewed. It can't be a rut because it's new every day. Every second it's new. So if you're in a rut, that's a good red flag that I'm not living in Zoe. I'm not living in I am. I'm not living in I was in him before the foundation of the world. I'm, uh, you know what? You're living in bios. You're living in suke. You're living in natural life. If you see evil, if you see adversity or affliction or worry or sickness, that's what you see first. If that's what you see, you're not living in Zoe. Because God don't see that. He doesn't see it in you. You know what He sees in you? Christ. Holy and without blame. That's why God don't see stuff in you. Because it's His life that's on the inside of you. How could He see evil? Because evil can't stand up against Zoe. If He could see evil in you, then Zoe can't be in you. Well, that's good. I wish I thought of that. Now, where am I? I'm way. Go over here to Ephesians 4. Boy, this is fun when God gets cranked up. Ephesians 4 and verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, may we grow up into Him in all things, which is the head even in Christ. So there you go. He's the head. Y'all saw that? From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. That means everybody's doing their own part to work towards the growth of the body, making it to increase, making it to grow of the body into the edifying of itself in love. Now let's untangle that a little bit. What he's saying is the body watches out for itself. Does your hand go around smacking your other hand with a hammer on purpose? N nobody that's sane. Your head, it, right, Jesus, Jesus is the head. His brain will never tell the right hand to smash the left hand. The, the, the right hand will protect the left hand. If it gets hurt, ow, what do you do? You grab it. If a part of your body gets hurt, you immediately start grabbing it and I'm watching out for it. Don't you? Yeah, body of Christ don't do that. Do we? As soon as somebody gets hurt, we start, the vultures start circling. Well, Jesus said, cut off your right arm and it offends you. Yeah, I'm offended. Let's get him. That ain't what he was talking about. 
I'm going to show you what he was talking about here in a minute as we go through the Scripture. He said, watch out for each other. That's how you're going to make your body grow. Build it up in love. This I say, therefore, and I testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. Talking about walking in your zoe and being part of the body, because when you're in the body, you are Christ. You are I am. Before Abraham was, before Adam was, before the foundation of the earth, I am. He said, but how many know... I, I'll just use me. Y'all like it when I use me as an example. I mean, in my life, there's been times where I just didn't see I am showing up in my life where everything was just, I'm so powerful and mighty and I'm in God. There, sometimes stuff went wrong. And it didn't get fixed. That ever happened to anybody? Here's why. He said, because you're walking as the other Gentiles walk. You're doing it the world's way. You have jumped out of the body. You've jumped out of Zoe. And you're over here in Bios and Sue. You're doing it the world's way. You're doing it natural man thinking. You're doing what seems right. And you know what he calls that? He says it's the vanity of their own mind. Because you think it's right. But what would you do? You cut yourself off from Zoe. Now you ain't part of the body anymore. What you did is you cut yourself out of it. You're not living as a cell. You're not living fitly joined. You just detach from the body and you're just like the finger walking around out here trying to get something done. It ain't going to work. He said, having, in verse 18, the understanding darkened. Being what? Alienated. Did he say being alienated from God? Being alienated from what? The Zoe life of God. Y'all seeing this? Light bulb should be going off right now. Ding, ding, ding. I should see him all eye. Oh, hey. See? You're not alienated from God. You're, you're still a son. You're still like that prodigal. He alienated himself from the life of God. He went out living with the pig pen and living in bios. And his life was junk. Until he came crawling back and he realized, hey, was he alienated from his father? No, his father accepted him. Hey, I love you. I missed you. What he was alienated from was the life that he had when he was with his father. Because he started doing it the world's way. Walking in the vanity of his own mind. Living in bios, natural life, doing it the world, way the world does it. Took himself out of the game. We do the same thing. You're part of I am. No sickness, no disease, no lack, no poverty can stay in your presence. It's impossible. Unless you alienate yourself from the life of God. No, I don't want Zoe. It's a choice. And we do it by walking as other Gentiles walk. The way the world does it, when we live our life like that. I mean, it ain't normal to go home and get in the Word after a long day's work. Ain't nobody in the world doing that. Scarcely find 1% of the body of Christ doing that. But that's because it ain't that important to you. Well... I'd just love to have riches, honor, and life. Would you? Would you go after God to get it? Or you just want somebody to hand you riches, honor, and life? Because the Father wants to hand it to you. It's part of the Zoe package. Well, I don't want it that much. That's what happens. Look, see where it says you're alienated by having your understanding darkened? Look over here in um, 1 Corinthians 4. No, 2 Corinthians 4, I'm sorry. See, I always read this passage and I always thought, 
People tell you, yeah, this is talking about unsaved folks. People going, people that they ain't born again. No, he's talking to Christians. He said, verse one. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received ministry, uh, mercy, we don't faint. We have renounced. See, here's the key: how he doesn't faint. Here's the key: how he walks in Zoe. He renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness. Ain't working any angles. And then look, not handling the Word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, by showing out the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. I mean, that's, being, that's up front. Transparent. That's what Kimmy and I try to do every day here. Just try to be trans, in, in the sight of your conscience, in the sight of God, to not handle the Word deceitfully. We're not working any angles. We're not trying to, you know, get you for your cash or get you to work for time. No, no, we don't do that. What? In, in the sight of your conscience, we're going to be honest. Because some people, how many know, they'll violate their conscience. There's some ministers they've already seared their conscience. It don't bother them to work people for cash. Paul says, "Watch out for everybody else's conscience." Now you're on the right track. But watch this. If our gospel be hid. It is hid to them that are lost. People go, oh yeah, it's unsafe. That word lost means people who perish. That's people who didn't get rescued. There's a lot of people that are born again that are perishing. They're lost. Well, why do you say that, Andrew? Because look at verse 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. I mean, if you, you say you believe in healing, but you don't really... You know, because you say it because that's the church thing to do. Well, I believe in healing. But you don't really believe it. He said, guess what? It's because your mind has been blinded, blinded by the God of this world. What did it say in Ephesians? Your understanding was darkened, and that's what alienated you from the life of God. When Satan blinds your mind to the truth, he cuts you off from the life of God. There's a lot of people that are not saved, you know, rescued saved. I'm not talking about, you know talking about born-again people that die early. Born-again people that live in poverty their whole life. Born, why? Because their minds have been blinded. It alienated them from the Zoe life of God. He ain't, Satan is not worrying about somebody that ain't born again. They, have, they don't have Zoe anyway. He doesn't have to separate them from Zoe, alienate them from Zoe. That's what his number one purpose for you is. Once you get Zoe, he's got to alienate you from it. That's what every one of his tricks are designed to do is to alienate you, cut you off, darken your understanding, blind you to the fact that Zoe, no adversity can stay in there. No infection, no affliction, no calamity, no worry. There's not one circumstance. Because before the foundation of the world was, I was in him. I'm part of I am. I have the same life on the inside of me that God the Father has on the inside of him. You, evil cannot stay in my presence. So Satan, what he tries to do is cut you off from the herd and get you alienated from every... You ever heard anybody even preaching about Zoe? Barely. If you did, I was like 20 years ago. The only person I ever even heard mention it was uh, Kenneth Hagin, senior. And he didn't get into this much depth about it. This is your lifeblood. If you... If you don't understand Zoe, you cannot obtain zip. This Satan's number one goal is to alienate you from Zoe. Not alienate you from God, from, from the life of God. What produces out of that life of God, which is riches, honor, and life. 
That's why we're not getting it. Our understanding has been darkened. He's blinded us so that we don't believe it. We don't really believe it. We say we believe it, but we don't really believe it. It's fake faith. It's not real faith. We believe most people that are in the in the what we call word churches, they believe yeah that healing is available and that healing is for everybody, but when it comes down to for them, it's very difficult for somebody to actually receive it for them because they have this fight because Satan will try and blind their minds to understand that healing already was done. They've already been healed. If you understand you've already been healed, then no sickness can stay in your body because Zoe's in here. Can God the Father be sick? Neither can you. Only if you've been alienated from the Zoe. You've got to understand all this stuff before we understand Jehovah and watch how He unfolded Himself and what His character is. He, look, I'm the God that's more than enough. If you don't understand that, there's no way you can understand that you have my life on the inside of you. That no sickness, no lack, no poverty, no evil, no calamity, nothing can touch you. It can't even stay in your presence. See, that's a hard one to believe if you don't understand. If you don't even get first, it'll take care of your physical stuff. How are you going to believe for you got His Spirit on the inside of you? That you have the same power and authority that Jesus has. The same. You are Christ. Yet, you are Christ. You're no less Christ than Jesus. So the next time you want to swear, why don't you go, Andrew Christ. You take my name in vain. It don't do you nothing anyway. Let's keep reading here. He said, Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined light in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, now look here. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What treasure? The Zoe life of God. He wasn't talking about lost folks. He's talking about Christians having their minds blinded and alienated from the Zoe life of God, which you hold in an earthen treasure. It's your body. That the excellency of the power, the dynamis, dynamite work and miracle power of God would be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. Why? Because I got Zoe. My mind ain't blinded. Why would it? it can't stay in my presence. We are perplexed, or there's no way out, it says in the Greek. But I'm not in despair. Why? Because my mind hasn't been blinded. I'm not alienated. Zoe. Because before the foundation of the world, where our world was, uh, you know what I'm saying. But before the foundation of the world, I was in Him. I am. I'm no less I am than Jesus is. So people are like, oh, that's heresy. When you get a hold of that, then you'll start doing some exploits. Because it says, he who knows is God, now you'll do exploits. Other than that, you can just stay in your muddled little pig pen with the uh, prodigal son in bios. But don't get mad at me. When I say, now I know my God. And if I said I didn't know him, I'd be a liar like you. Religious people get torn out of Who do you think you be? I be I am. Persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm carrying around the fact that Jesus died so I don't have to. 
Is that what it's saying? Yeah. Because it says this, that the life, that's the Zoe, also of Jesus might be manifest in where? My body. Not when I get to heaven, right now. And if you didn't get it the first time in verse 11, he says it again. For we which, are, we which live, we which have Zoe, are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. What he's saying is, man, because you're Jesus's, because you have the life of Jesus on the inside of you, death is always going to come and try and knock you off your pedestal. Satan's number one goal, alienates you from the life of God. If he can get you to live in bios and suki, now you're living in death. You're not living in the Zoe life of God. You're living in death just like the rest of the world is. But look, now the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in my mortal flesh. You see the word might? It means you've got a choice because it also might not. If it might, it also might not, wouldn't it? Well, I might, but I might not. How do you control that? See, where did... Well, is it just like, you know, a crapshoot with God? Seven come eleven? I don't know. It might work or it might not. Most Christians live there. You know what that is? That's you not taking responsibility for yourself. If you could just blame it... See, we don't have a no-fault uh, no uh, you know, belief system here. Now, it's your fault. If you allow stuff to, well, everybody's unfair to me. No, you got Zoe on the inside of you. Do you, does it matter if it's unfair? It can't stay in your presence. Well, I just can't believe. Now, you can't believe it because you don't. You're alienated from Zoe. What? Ridiculous. God didn't do it to you. Look over here in Second uh, Corinthians two. Just back up a page. Verse fourteen. Now thanks, oh, thanks be unto God, which always, 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 did you get that? Causes us to triumph where? In Christ. You ever not triumph? If you didn't triumph, and, you, and you're, uh, wait a minute. Somebody, some, well, either God's lying or you weren't in Zoe. And makes manifest the savor of His knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ, watch this, in them that are saved and in them that perish. What's that mean, Andrew? Verse 16 explains it. To the one, we are the savor of the odor of death unto death. And to the other... The savor of Zoe unto Zoe. When you get when you're in Christ and you're triumphing, always. So we, most of us aren't at that point. We're at the we're the uh, other. We're either saved or we perish. That's usually where I find most people. They're making a choice: Do I get rescued from this situation, or does this one eat my lunch? So I'll come here. I come. I got Zoe on the inside of me. I always triumph. I know I always triumph. It don't matter what it looks like. You can't convince me that I don't triumph. Well, Andrew, you saying you're perfect? Nope. What I'm saying is I always triumph. It ain't over till I say it's over, and I don't say it's over till I win. Throw any situation you want in front of me, it don't matter. I won't give up until I win because I'm ruined. Satan cannot alienate me from the life of God. It's too late. 
So, here's somebody. Will they be saved from this situation in life or will they perish? Will this one eat their lunch? Here I come. I'm Zoe. Now how do you know that can't stay in my presence? So, when I come walking in, if somebody chooses not to believe, most religious people are like this. When you tell them, you don't have to be sick. Oh, who do you think you are? Now you are the odor of death unto death. They are refusing salvation. They're refusing to be rescued. They're refusing the Zoe life of God. Now you stink like rotted fish. Not you. They do now. Because they chose death. They're staying in death, and they chose death, and they're going to remain in death. Then there is the rare breed, the rare bird, that you come by and they're in a situation and you tell them, you don't have to have that. And they say, that's Zoe. I like that. And then they say that. Life unto life, and they pick Zoe. Your Zoe rubbed off on them. Yeah, I see that. And they choose to always triumph. If you're not always triumphing, you're the dead fish guy. Sorry to bear the bad news. It, it, if you let a situation... Because this is what he saw. He said, to the people who are saved, the ones, that, the ones that win, it's life. To the ones that lose, they pick death. What, de- what death? What they really picked was bios and, and suke. They picked natural life, which is already dead. Adam died because he lost his spirit. If you do it the way the world does it, you're picking death. You're picking lose. And then he says, and who is sufficient for these things? Who could be responsible to carry around this life? Who? Who's, who's a big enough person that could do? Who's sufficient? Who could, do, who could pull off that responsibility to always triumph in Christ? Who? Is there anybody that could do that? What's his next thing? For we are. Now, I was like, oh, no, I don't know. Now, Paul said, is there anybody that could pull that off? He said, we can. Us. Put an explanation point past that. For we are. Explanation point. Is there anybody that can pull it off? Yep, me. You're looking at you. Yeah. So you know what? Here's the deal. When you get to the point where you understand that you cannot be alienated from Zoe, that you pick the life of God and that you always triumph. It don't matter what it looks like. I don't care how bad it don't look like. There's no way out. Look like I'm in despair. Look like, oh, he said, no, nah, we're not distressed. We're not perplexed. We're not. No, none of that. Why? Because I pick Zoe life of God. I always triumph in Christ. If I was in Him before the foundation of the world, how can this little piddly, whipping, snapping thing take me out? Ha! Ridiculous. I never heard of such preposterous nonsense. Poppycock. Yet we fall for it. He said, so, you know, we could pull it off, though. If we couldn't, Paul wouldn't tell us. He said, no, we could pull it off, and then we'll be the ones that show up with the Zoe, and somebody can pick saved or unsaved, rescued, or this one will eat my lunch. I, here's a clue. Most people will pick this one to eat my lunch. Don't, don't be one of those. Know that you always triumph because you're in Christ. You are I am. Before Abraham was, I am. So how can you lose? It's impossible. It's the same way that God looks at you and can't see any sin or evil or anything because it's always on the inside of you. It can't be there. He said, for we are. And he says, we're not as many, now look at it, not as many which corrupt the Word of God. Did he say a few people corrupt the Word of God or twist the Word? No, many, 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 many will tell you, no, that ain't right. 
Many will pick death. Many will pick bios and suke. Many, many, many. They'll corrupt the word. He said, no, nah, not as us. But we as of sincerity, or it says in the Greek, clearness and integrity. But the same way that as of God, in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. What he's saying is, we talk the same way God talks. Do you see what he said? He said, in clearness. Let me be clear. Sickness, go. Let me be clear. Poverty, goodbye. You, you following this? If you're talking sickness or you're talking poverty, you didn't pick Zoe. He said, no, they're, they're the people that corrupt the Word. When you speak the Word, the same way God speaks it with clearness and integrity, triumph every time in Christ. But that's the hitch right there. We, as soon as we get squeezed, man, our mouth just bloop right down in the toilet. Talking the evil list. Go over to um, 2 Corinthians 11. He said, verse 3. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3. But I fear... This is Paul talking to Christians. I fear. You want to know what Paul worries about? This is what keeps him up late. I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. This is what keep Paul, keeps Paul up at night. He's afraid that somebody... Somehow, any means, television, radio, song, whatever, the neighbor, your mother, your spouse, by any means, that you'll be corrupted from how simple this is to be in Christ. It's so simple to just live in Zoe. You're like, no, no it isn't. Yeah. The reason that you don't see it as simple is because your minds have been corrupted by subtlety, the same way the serpent corrupted Eve. Your mind is immortal. You're the only one that can renew it. You want to get on that path of simply living the Zoe life? You better start renewing your mind. That means you don't act like the world acts when you come home, you sit down in the easy chair and turn on the news or whatever's on TV and just start flicking channels. And then go, I sure would like to have riches on our life. No. If you want to have the simple life of Zoe, riches, honor, and life, don't let your mind be corrupted. You've got to renew that sucker. In the Word, in the Word, in the Word, in the Word, in the Word. Till you're sick of the Word, till you're throwing up the Word. Garbage in, garbage out. Word in, word out. The more Word you put in, the more Word that's going to come out of your mouth. You want to speak like God? Find out what He says. And you've got to imprint that on your mind. You need to know this stuff. This is your covenant. This is the most important thing for you to get a hold of so that you could understand and live in riches, honor, and life. There's nothing more important than this. People are like, oh, how do you do it? Oh, well, you know, I'll I give you the website address of where you can hear this stuff. Oh, no, is it a church? Oh, never mind. I don't know. I just wanted to know what you were doing. Yeah, I'm renewing my mind. 
I'm living in Zoe. Oh, no, I, you know. Well, I'd love to be in church on Friday nights. Then be there. You wouldn't really love to be there because if you did, whatever it was that you were doing, you'd drop that. I'd love to live in riches on your life. Then go after God. Well, I'd love to have more time for that. You do. Listen, I guarantee if we were handing out $1,000 cash on Friday nights, this place would be packed out. I'm offering you worth way more than bazillions of dollars in cash for you showing up on Friday nights. Yet we don't esteem it as anything but a joke. Not this crew, because we're here. This is the same crew that's here every Friday. You're the ones that have the only shot at really getting this because you're in it. But you know what? Coming on Friday and Sunday, it ain't enough. It is not enough. You've got to be all in. They, I mean, there's no other, dis- nothing. Now, I just I shut down everything for about two years until I could get this down on the inside of me to the point where I knew that when something came up, I knew I'd still win. I shut it all down. I didn't want it, nothing. No distractions. Well, did you have fun? I'm having more fun now than I would have if I did all the fun stuff and blew off the word. Because now... My kids aren't sick. I'm not sick. My wife's not sick. Our bills get paid. We don't have bill collectors calling the house. And we haven't taken a paycheck in two and a half years. If it ain't Zelly, what is it? I'm working no, no system. There's no natural reason why I shouldn't have lost everything by now. Yeah, we have four mortgages and three rental properties. That I, you know, and I'm 150 grand in the hole on those coming out the gate. There's no natural reason why I shouldn't have lost everything. We don't have health insurance. Don't try this if you're going to live half in the world and half in Zoe. But see, don't say you want the Word to work in your life all the time, but you're not willing to work the Word. You want it to work for you, but you're not going to work for it. You, you following this? This is, way, this is a huge... See, you want the big multi-million dollar payoff? You've got to have the investment. There ain't nothing for free on this planet, including your inheritance. There's a price for it. You know what it is? Believe God. The only way you're going to believe God, he said, is to keep your mind from being corrupted like Eve's was. You've got to renew your suitcase. You've got to renew your soul. You're the only one that can do it. And that way you can live in the simplicity of what it is like to live in Christ. It's a simple life. You ever see that show, The Simple Life? This is simple. It doesn't get any easier. It's three words. Riches, honor, and life. That's the simple life. Y'all tired of this? Look in verse 4. He says, For if he that comes to you preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another, a different kind of spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might, it says, well, bear with him. You might actually buy into it. If you listen to something else besides the Jesus that I'm preaching to you. If you listen to something else, you'll get a different spirit. Not the Holy Spirit. If you listen to something else, it isn't riches, honor, and life, and all good news. That you triumph always in Christ. If you listen to something else, you'll buy it. That's what he just said. Shut off everything else then. 
till you got this down and nobody could trick you out of riches on our life. Nobody could trick you out of Zoe. Nobody could trick you going back to doing it the way the world does it. Why would you go back? Some of us won't even leave it, let alone go. I mean, we ain't left, so there ain't nothing. To, we're already at back. Baby got back. Whatever. Go to Colossians 2. I'll tell you what, living in Zoe is the best thing ever. Living with the life of God on the it's it's just man. Is it easy? No, though you still have to deal with the same garbage that the rest of the world does. But if you're gonna be on the hot seat anyway, wouldn't you rather be on the hot seat where you know you win? I mean, you know, you're gonna get crushed and you know, that's what he said, you'd be perplexed, no way out, you'd be distressed. But no, you don't have to lose on any of them. If you go with Zoe, you don't lose. You go with the way the world does it, bummer. Death unto death. Colossians 2, verse 6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in Him. That's living in Zoe. How do we do it? Rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith. How? As you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now watch this. Beware. Here's an, here we go. Another warning. Beware lest any man spoil you or ruin you through four things. Here's four things that will knock you out of Zoe in a heartbeat. First one. Philosophy. I don't care what some man thought up of what how I don't care. You shouldn't either. Well, Socrates and, you know, I don't care about that. I don't care how smart you think you are. I don't care what I think. I don't care if it's my opinion. I want to know what God thinks. Philosophy is nothing more than what man thinks. If you're thinking what man thinks, it'll knock you out of Zoe in a heartbeat. Man thinks you can't get a house unless you have a mortgage. Man thinks you can't get healed unless you go to the doctor and take medicine and do whatever, you know, you can't, get, you can't beat cancer. Only a few do. You got to take chemo. We got to cut out everything. You know, you only be you know, half the person you were, but you might be able to beat it. Maybe that's how man thinks. You buy into that. Guess what? That's what you get. Knocked you right out of Zoe. Man thinks once your credit rating is shot, you can't get, you can't buy nothing, you can't get a house, you can't get a car, you can't get nothing. Right? Man thinks whatever you know, whatever it is, that's the way things are done. That's the way they'll always be done, and you can't get outside that. Joe's building license. Joe's building license has expired past the time that he could renew it without having to take the test. He got in faith about it. Said, "No, nah, you know, we don't do it man's way." They just said, "Send in your fee. We'll get it back. We'll reinstate you." How I many know that don't happen? It doesn't happen to somebody who's thinking man's way. He went with Zoe on this one. Woo! It's way better. I mean, if he went with philosophy, it, it, if your test expires, then you have to go. I mean, your thing expires, you have to take the test again, and you know you got to take the class again, and you know. 
If he went with that, how many know he would have had to do that? That's not, that's bios and suke. That's not that's not zoe. So don't go with the way how man thinks. Then look at number two, vain deceit. Or it says in the Greek, empty delusions. I'll win the lottery someday. That's an empty delusion. You got no shot at Zoe. You just took yourself out. Do you hear me? You have an empty delusion. Or you'll have your own plan. You'll have it all worked out. And then you'll just wait for God to show up and make it all happen. Whose plan was it? Your plan. It's an empty delusion. God's plan looks like this. Step here. What do I do after that? Don't sass me. I told you step there. (laughs) Yes, sir. Okay, Daddy. Now what? Step here. What after that? That's the plan. That's what it looks like. You got it all planned out in your mind. It's an empty delusion. It's called vain deceit. It's an empty delusion. You're lying to yourself. It ain't going to happen that way. You can have all these great big plans. And you know what? If God is not his plan, it's an empty delusion. You're out of Zoe. It will not work. And then you'll be all disappointed why I didn't God show up and it don't work in my life. Because you had an empty delusion. Look at the next third, number three. You're going after the tradition of men. Do I really need to explain that one? It's doing it how, well, grandma did it that way and great-grandma did it that way. That's the way we do it. Alright? You don't get Zoe. You're not living in Zoe. They all, you're doing it how bios and suke. That's the tradition of man. However man thinks they're going to do it, it's a lot like philosophy. Except we didn't think about this one because we've just been doing it this way for so long we don't even think about it. We just do it because we've always done it that way. And the fourth one, take you out of Zoe's right here. The rudiments or the principles of the world. You operate on the principles of the world, you don't get Zoe. You've taken yourself out of that and you remain in bios and suke. What's the principle that the world goes on? Yeah, 401k is a good one. I was just thinking retirement. You work your 40 years for retirement. Woo! And I put my IRAs and my stocks and my bonds and my 401k and my Social Security check. That ain't Zoe. Lowest pagan piggy on the thing. All I had to do was work hard. None had to work hard. Just show up. Most of the government workers just show up. I know. I was one. It's all about just being there, putting your time in. Punch the clock. Not getting in trouble. Hiding from the boss. Sliding by. That's principles of the world. Working for somebody else is a principle of the world. Even entrepreneurship, that's a principle of the world. Here, here's, here's one that's not the principle of the world. Find out what God says to do and do that one. That's, see, that's the simplicity of living in Christ. Do, do you need a college degree for that? So here's another principle of the world. You could do good on your SATs. Go to college, pick a good career that's economy-proof. You know, one of those careers that would be good even if it's, you know, depression. And, you know, the medical field's a good one, you know, because people always be sick. Yeah, you know why? Because nobody will get a hold of Zoe except the very few people. The principles of the world knock you right out of Zoe. This is simple. Here's the simplicity of Zoe. Find out what God says to do and do it. 
Do you need a college degree for that? You ain't got to be smart. You ain't got to be good looking. You ain't got to be nothing. Just dumb enough to believe God. That's simple. Five-year-olds get it. That's why Jesus said, out of the mouth of babes. And if you had childlike faith, you'd be all right. In fact, five-year-old, it's so simple. Five-year-old kids get it better because we try to mess it up and make it hard. Well, i got to know why. What will happen if I do that? What's all the outcomes of this? Just do what I ask you to do. If you believe me and you believe that I have your best interest at heart, you'll do what I ask you. That's all God's saying. It's simple. And then he says this. You do all those things in verse 8. He said, but not after Christ. You're not living after Christ. For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Did he say in Jesus dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily? Who did he say it dwelt in? Christ. Who's Christ from the neck down? Us. And in case you didn't believe me, let's look in the next verse because it says this, and you are complete in Him. Right there in the Word. I didn't make it up. Do you all see it? Think about that. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in you and you're complete. Completely full of the Godhead. If you were completely full of the Godhead, could sickness stay in your body? Could little teeny amounts stay in your checkbook? No. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in you. And you're, you're complete in Him. And then if that wasn't enough, He says this. And you're the head of all principality and power. Now people think that's, you know, spiritual. No, it says in the Greek, principality just means people who are rulers and power. That's the word exudia, authority. You're ahead of all rulers and authorities. If you're over all the rulers and authorities, you're over all the rules. You're above all the rules. They're beneath you. The way the world does it, that's beneath you. Competition, beneath you. Remember I said that last week? Same thing, beneath you. You compete with anybody. Fullness of Godhead's in you. No ruler or authority has anything over you. Fullness of Godhead is in you. You know what that means? We get our building license when we apply for it, even if it, the rule is that you don't get it. Because now, now I'm above all that. Did you have to tell them you were above it? Nope. All you had to do was say, hey, can I get my license back? And know that you'll get it back. Know that you always triumph because you're in Christ. And in Christ, the fullness of the Godhead dwells. Oh, and you're complete in Him. Get a hold of this, man. I'll tell you what, you'll be dangerous. When you begin to understand it, listen, if I'm in Christ, and from the neck down I am Christ, can't have a decapitated Jesus, you just say your name and then Christ after that. Talking about you. Fullness of the Godhead, yep, you. In it. I, for the foundation of the world, yeah, you. What little piddly thing that's going to come up against you can stand against that? Nothing. Nuclear war is piddly compared to the fullness of the Godhead. Do you understand? 
Everything all the way down to mosquito bites or poison ivy, ingrown hairs and boogers. Do you understand? The only thing that will keep you from winning in Zoe is that your mind and your understanding is darkened and you don't really believe it. You'll tolerate it. You You haven't come up against it to dominate it. Whatever thing it is, whether it's a zit or bankruptcy, famine or the ugly neighbor. Not physically ugly, they just act ugly. It's the truth. It can't stay there. The only reason is because you have not allowed Zoe to show up in your life. You've picked Bios and Suke. You've picked the way man does it. You went with empty delusions. One of those things on that list. The fullness of the Godhead. Man, I like that. We're out of time. Go over here to Romans real quick. We might get back to that next week. There's plenty more in there I want to see. Romans 8, verse 6. For to be carnally, that's fleshly, minded, or bios and suke, to do it the way the world, to think the way the world thinks. To be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is zoe and peace. So you think in zoe, you get life and peace. You think the way man thinks, you think... Outside, Zoe, carnally minded, the way the world does it. You're thinking that? Because if your thought process is that, guess what? That's what you get. Death. You lose. He said, because in verse 7, the carnal mind or bios is enmity against God. God help us. You think the way man thinks? You have set yourself up as God's enemy. You can't win. The word can't work for you. If you're, you choose to live and buy, you choose to live the way the world lives. You choose to subscribe to their principles. You do it the way they do it. Whatever they said, that's how it must be, because that's the way it's always been done. Traditions of man. You're at enmity with God. You cannot win. You can't have Zoe. He said, "Go ahead and die. Stay in the pig pen." Then, see when you get to heaven. You have a garbage life here, though, and none of this stuff will come to pass in your life. You wonder why all these promises, which they said are yes and amen in Christ, and you're in Christ, so they must be for you, that you don't see them come to pass? Because we're carnally minded. We think how the world thinks. We don't think... The first thing that you should think if you stub your toe is, I'm healed. Do you, I make my kids say that? Whenever they get hurt, what do you say? Call it healed. Even Michaela, two years old, knows to call something healed as soon as she gets hurt. Before she even cries to mommy. We'll cry after I call it healed. You know what I'm doing? I'm training them not to have a carnal mind or think the way man thinks. They'll never have to fight it because they know right away. I mean, all of them now. They'll first, what do you say? I call it healed. I'm hurt, I'm healed. I get hurt, I'm healed. I get hurt, I'm healed. Now what? They think that. It's the automatic response is I'm healed. Sickness can't stay in my body. Pain can't stay in my body. Automatic, automatic, automatic. Now, now, you're living in Zoe. You don't think that? He said you're an enemy of God. That's heavy duty. 
So if it doesn't work for you in your life, guess what? It ain't on his end, it's on your end. Every single time. And if you sit down with me, you give me more than ten minutes and let me go pray about it, I can find out exactly where you missed it. I, God has He showed me every time in the last two years, every time. Shows me in my life, shows me in my kids' life, and everybody else has come to me and said, well, I could tell you right exactly where you missed it in a matter of minutes. All I have to do is get along with God for a minute and He'll show me. He'll do the same for you because you know what I pray all the time? Holy Spirit, thank you for being my teacher and teach me my mistakes and show me what is keeping me from getting riches, honor, and life. I don't pray for riches, honor, and life. I pray you teach me how to profit. That's what he told you. He didn't say, teach me to get it. He said, I'll teach you how to get there. Don't give it to me. Teach me how to get it. That's my daily... Show me my mistakes. Where did I miss it, Lord? Show me so I don't do that one again. Because I know that wasn't on your end. Now I know. I've learned a lot of stuff and, I'm, and I share it with you. Aren't you glad I don't just keep it to myself? A big one that I learned is, as soon as a symptom comes on your body, you jump on it. You don't wait till it takes root and then, and then you start talking, oh, I got it, and then next week you've got a huge fight to get that thing out. It ain't coming out until you've got to dig in and dig in and dig in. I want to get it right away. When a bill comes in that I don't have the money in my account for, God, you got mail. Thank you that every need is met. My business is complete in Christ Jesus. End of story. I ain't worried. When bad news comes in, I ain't worried about it. It ain't my problem. Hit the forward button, it goes on to God. You get it right on the front end, and you start it, you nip it. That's a huge mistake that I've made many times in the past. I don't do it anymore. I don't care if my flesh don't feel like getting on it. I force my mouth to say, nah, we're healed. We're not doing that. Nah, we're not living in lack. Nah, bills you get paid. You know, people don't want to do this because they're afraid to believe God. They have to believe God for a tank of gas or they have to believe God for five bucks because we're comfortable. Comfort will kill you. It's a slow death. It's called bios and suki. That's how the world does it. How the world does it. He says, if you do that, you're an enmity against God. You have set yourself up as God's enemy. Being carnally minded. Say, not me. No, no. We think spiritually minded. We think Zoe. Amen? All right, y'all stand to your feet with me. Glory. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you for your word. Seal it in our hearts. Holy Spirit, remind us of it. Teach us. Show us our mistakes. Show us where we can fix it and how to do better. Teach us how to profit and how to experience all the benefits of the covenant. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.